Welcome to the Miss Cheese Podcast, where we talk about the holistic picture of life. My name is Florence, your cheesy heart-to-heart buddy, and your guide in grasping the different aspects of life. Every Sunday, I post short videos discussing different concepts and goals you can listen to, and hopefully learn from. Hey everyone, it's Florence, and today we're finally at the last episode of my mini-podcast series entitled Interreligious Dialogue, a Celebration of Differences, where we review the details from the 434th episode of Where God Weeps about promoting interreligious dialogue in the Philippines. To understand the overall meaning of interreligious dialogue, and here with me today is none other than another dear friend of mine, Bone Kenyal. Hi, Bone! Hello, Florence, and another hello to our beloved listeners today. I'm really honored to be guesting in your podcast. Aw, thanks! We're also honored to have you here. So, picking up where we left from last episode, we were able to dig deeper on the two religions and saw how much the two are similar and different at the same time. And today, we are going to relate all those to the concept of interreligious dialogue as presented in the 434th episode of Where God Weeps about promoting interreligious dialogue in the Philippines. So first of all, allow me to ask you bone on your insights on Where God Weeps episode 434. Okay, so let me start off with Father Sebastian. Honestly, I'm deeply moved by his dedication to create harmony between these two religions because his way of building bridges does not ask the other religion to compromise their beliefs and traditions, but instead practice acceptance through the Silsila movement, which directly means as link. This movement aims to unite and experience the love of God for the whole humanity, not limited to a particular group, but rather for all people coming from all kinds of religion. Yes, actually, that's why for the past episodes, I have been discussing among my guests of the difference and similarities of these two religions, because I wanted my listeners to know how much alike we are to each other that really makes us wonder why we continue to fight for our differences. But along with that, I also want them to acknowledge the difference between Christians and Muslims, not for them to be as roots of conflict, but instead to get a full view of each religion. I think this is where we can introduce the concept of interreligious dialogue, wherein we are to promote openness to the sameness and differences, not just for the Muslims and Christians, but for all the religions in the world and their respective norms and traditions. Indeed, Bone. I, for a fact, love how we are so ununiformed with each other. Like, with all the religions in the world, it makes each one unique and the whole diverse, which is really beautiful. I fully agree with you, Florence. I also think that we are made to be different and yet so similar with each other, not to see who can be more supreme, but for us to learn a thing or two from one another. It only takes respect and appreciation for each other to see this beautiful meaning of religion as a whole and not by parts. I mean, with all these wars rooted from religion, I think we should just pause for a moment and deeply ponder on ourselves. Should we let our difference divide us? Or we can make our uniqueness as an instrument to be better people and serve our God even better? Which makes the interreligious dialogue so important. However, I do think everyone should hear this. Interreligious dialogue is not an opportunity to defend your religion's tradition or even justify your belief. It's again not about each of the parts, 
but how each part works as a whole in order to create a dialogue that does not discriminate. As Sandy Foltz would describe it, interreligious dialogue is not a philosophical, theological, or intellectual exercise. It is an expression of the participants' lived faith lives. Therefore, interfaith encounters form communities of awareness. Yup, and the main goal of the interreligious dialogue is peace in the community, not conversion or advertisement. And since it aims for peace, the process must also be peaceful. Speaking of process, it was mentioned in Where God Weeps, episode 434, that the military solution to this global problem without any way of negotiation just makes things harder than it already is. So, I think it's safe to say that to practice national interreligious dialogue, we must change our approach so that we don't inflict pain and fear to people. True to that, Florence, to promote peace, we must do it peacefully. I also think it is essential to be aware, as young as we are, about the religion's diversity for us to practice and implement dialogue ourselves. Although if you just realize it now, it's never too late to change your perception and open your heart to understand that differences does not make us enemies, nor similarities make something right or supreme. Both are needed to balance our view, and it all boils down to the perspective and path we choose to take. Thank you so much for that beautiful ending statement, Bone. I'm really happy to have this talk with you. I feel the same way, Florence. I was really enlightened even with just minutes of our chat, and I hope your listeners can learn a lot from this. Thank you, Bone. So, I think that wraps up my mini-podcast series entitled Interreligious Dialogue, A Celebration of Differences. I hope you didn't just listen with your ears, but also your heart. Stay tuned for more of my podcast series. This has been your cheesy heart-to-heart buddy, Florence. Thank you.